Beauty is created by the soul. Creativity cannot be bought or sold. It is a feeling that comes from deep within. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Pen pals, and welcome back to Sincerely Yours, a podcast for making sense of making it through life. We have quotables at the beginning of the episodes, and the one for this episode is Beauty is created by the soul. Creativity cannot be bought or sold. It is a feeling that comes from deep within. And that was sent in from Krista, one of my college roommates. So thanks, Krista. It's always fun to get quotables from people I know, but I would love to get quotables from other people. If you would like to send them in, uh, we have an email for the podcast. It's sincerely yours at writeme.com, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at CC knows it all. And now Twitter at sincerely CCD. Surprisingly, this has been a very busy January, although it really shouldn't be a surprise considering how busy the end of last year was, but I always have this idea that I have more free time in the winter, but it seems to be that the month is like flying by. Um, But for today's episode, I am so thrilled because I have a guest. Her name is Heather Havenwood, and she is an entrepreneur from Texas, and it was so much fun speaking with her. It was a lot of pro-girl power, which is always so much fun, and I really enjoyed listening to her story, so I'm so happy to share it with you guys. We touch upon a variety of topics, such as confidence, building your confidence, always learning new things and going through Heather's entrepreneur journey. So with that, I'll leave you with the interview, but things on my side, I'm still keeping up with the deeds, so I'll have an update with those, but I am always looking to hear from you guys. So email me, like I said, uh, sincerely yours at writeme.com. Heather is known as an expert on internet marketing, business strategies, and marketing. As a serial entrepreneur, she has played an active role in the online marketing world. Her tagline is, build your business, build your wealth, live your dream. We welcome Heather to Sincerely Yours. Thanks so much for being with us, Heather. Thank you. This is going to be fun. Lots of fun. So I have listened to a couple of your podcasts. and Oh, you yeah. stopped me. <laughs> I may have a little bit. That's good. No, I love that. It's kind of fun. Like, oh, you've stalked me online. Thank I know. You. I just, I love the energy that you bring. It's such a, um, it's very different from like, like the mainstream podcast, I feel. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope so. <laughs> They're kind of boring sometimes. They're boring old guys. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of it, it just, I think females are just now starting to really add more value and I, um, um, to the podcasting world more and more. So they're, they're really increasing. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Of course. Uh, so we did catch you at a very special time cause you're finishing your sixth book. Is that right? Yes. It's called guesting. I'm in the middle the art of guesting. I'm actually working on the title. So really what it's about, um, 
it's about for, for basically what happened, CC, is that back in August 2015, and we're talking January 2017, so about a year and a half ago, I focused um, on becoming a guest on podcasts just like this. Um, I heard in the in what I call online, the big thing was to start your own podcast. But what happened is that back in 2013, I started a podcast, no clue what I was doing. I did like four or five uh, sessions like this, right? And I put yeah. them all at the same time. Like I published all four of them or five at the same day. Like, oh yeah, like I don't, know. I don't know what I was doing, you know. And of course, no one went to it. It went nowhere. So I called the graveyard of. It's still out there, sexy boss show. It was a great interview, but you know, it was just like I didn't know what I was doing the world of podcasting, how it works. Yeah. So I thought, well, I don't want to make that mistake again, right? So I'll try podcasting again. But why don't I do the other side of the mic? And so I started to become a guest and learning the art of being a really great guest. And one of the cool things about being a guest on shows is that you get to share your story and you get to say it over and over and over again. You become like really good with sharing your story. And I think that's really important as a business owner, but also anyone in any field, because nothing worse than going to network networking event. Like, Hey, what do you do? That's boring. You know what I mean? (laughs) No one knows what you're doing. Cares about my title. I'm a marketing expert who cares. Right. So people want to know your story. Like how did you get that way? Or so I started to learn that. And so the book is basically about how I think everyone, no matter if you work for a company, if you an expert in your field, a lawyer, doesn't matter. You should get on podcasts to start sharing your story about who you are and what you're up to. I guess that's a great way to, um, uh, just to really to to learn not only learn about yourself, but how do you do that? How do you actually share your story? That's not your resume, which right. is key. But how to share your story? People don't want to know your resume, right? I mean, if you walk into a, a job, you hand them a resume, but they don't want you to like recite it. You know what I mean? They're like, tell me about yourself. Then you start like reading off your resume. They're like, hello, I could have just read this, and we could have had a phone call. Um, so. That, so the book is about guesting, the art of guesting. And so basically in a year and a half, I've been on over 200 podcasts like this. Wow, that is very impressive. Thanks. I, I love the medium, right? I love doing it. I'm here at home. Um, my, there's, I was just laughing. That's why I was late on the podcast because somewhere in my neighborhood, I don't know where, somebody just let their dog out and it's just extremely loud. So it's oh. like, all the windows, everything. So I, sorry about that. But my new book out is called The Art of Guesting. It's not out as of right this second. We're in the middle of editing it, right? So um, it'll be it'll come out any day now on Amazon. And I have my other book called Sexy Boss. Sexy Boss is about the empowerment of women and how it's changing the rule book for money, success, and sex. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I did notice that a lot of your work does revolve around female camaraderie. Yeah. Um, now, if there was anything specific, is is there any type of skills that you have to sort of build the, that environment around women? Oh, uh, because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of the times in the world of um, expertise and are we um, allowed or not allowed or are, you know, uh, whatever that is, are we qualified? I think a lot of it's what I call self uh, self-creation. We just say we are, you know, in many cases. And for me, it's because of years of being a woman, um, in business, corporate world first. And then I was an entrepreneur, have been for the last 15 years and learning how to be an entrepreneur and still be a woman inside the context called entrepreneur. Right. Right. You know, that's been kind of a balance I've had to learn because the people that I learned from on being an entrepreneur were men, 
which is fine. They were all my mentors, but then I became like them. You know what I mean? Like, and then I kind of lost a lot of my femininity because I was mirroring them. I was, you know, and I had to learn how to be a woman, me female and still be direct and straight and clear in my communication and ask for what I wanted. Right. All these things that when you're an entrepreneur is part of the game. So I had to learn that little balance. And that's what I call from the, 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 my process of learning to be a sexy boss because sexy boss for me is two elements. Sexy is like the ownership of your, of your femininity, right? Mm-hmm. Your sexuality. Yeah. And then boss is owning who you are. You're owning your life, right? Owning all areas of your life. I love sexy. that. That's so awesome. Um, now I imagine confidence does play a big part of a part of all of that. Um, sure. Yeah. And do you have any specific tips on building confidence? Yeah, just, well, you know, confidence comes from the art of doing and not sitting on the, on the sidelines. And the question I always ask myself and I encourage people to ask them is like, are you sitting on the sideline of whatever? Like if you want something, are you sitting on the sideline? Are you in the, um, in the, in the stands or are you on the field getting hit? You know, mm-hmm. and it's always easy to be on the stands and opinionate. So right now we just, you know, we just ended a, a thing called the election. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> rock. All right. So there was a lot of opinions of every little step along the way. And a lot of people got paid a lot of money to be the opinionators. And well, this, they're not doing it right. They're not doing it right. They're, who's that? All this opinion, opinion, opinion. They still do that to this day. But, you know, it's very different when you're on the field you know, you're part of the actual Clinton or Trump team or whomever or Bernie Sanders team and you're getting, you know, you're the one getting hit. You're the one who's getting slammed or or built up by the media or people. You know, it's very different when you're what I call eyes on the ground and you're shaking hands and looking people in the eye about something. It's very different. It's it's what I call getting on the field and getting hit. And in life, you got to, you got to get on the field and get hit, you know? Um, and I mean that in a loving way, because if you get on, if you get on a football field and you're uh, a football player and you get hit and you whine, it's kind of like, well, then don't get on the field. You know what I mean? Like that's right. part of it. You got to run the ball and so I might hit you. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you don't want something in life bad enough that you're not willing to get on the field and, and maybe get hit, then you don't want it bad enough, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I mean, I feel like it's so hard because Often people try and they just, something gets derailed, they get put down and they're just so hesitant to try anything new again. Yeah, I completely understand that. But that's where confidence comes from. I mean, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. So right now everyone's like, oh, Tony, so Tony Romo is so amazing. But then like last week he was like, he's horrible. You know, if you watch how people are they're you know, they say whatever. They say he's great. Now he sucks. Now he's great. Now he sucks. Oh, he's great, great, great. Now he sucks, sucks, sucks. So you can't let whatever people say about you, even if it's just in the office, um, get you stalled. I mean, just you just can't. You'll never be successful of whatever you want. You just there's no way because there's always going to be somebody to say something. And there's the old uh, saying in the PR world: if someone's not talking about you, then you don't exist. You know? Right. Right. So. Um, you know, Madonna used that over the years that she didn't care what her headline, the headline was as long as she was in the headline, you know, bad, yeah. good, 
great, amazing. Kim Kardashian's like fantastic with that. She's very, <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking about Kim Kardashian, but she's taken it to like a whole nother level. She, yeah, she really like. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, she's really taken it to another level. She does not care what is said about her as long as it's like being said, right? Right. So, I mean, that's um, now taking that into real life and to just you know being a business and trying to go through the ranks in your company or, or going after what you want in a small business. It's that if someone um, isn't noticing what you're doing, then it's probably not worth noticing, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's good or bad, doesn't matter, right? So you have to start to allow yourself to, I call it get hit. And, you know, um, if not, you're not going to be able to grow and you're not going to be able to go after, get what you want in life. Yeah, I love that. Now, do you often try new things to, and make an attempt to learn new skills? Always never ending learning. i learned that a long time ago. Never ending learning. I mean, constant. I mean, every day I'm like, Oh, okay. Try that. Do that. Try this or this. And it's, it came from a friend of mine. So, so what happened is I was, I was, you know, not always successful. I haven't always been successful. I've been successful and then failed and then really successful and then bankrupt. And so I've had my ups and downs and that's part of the process. But I remember, um, a years ago, I'm middle of my bankruptcy. I'm, poor me. I'm like crying my eyes out. And my friend, Will Duquette, he says, I want you to take your hand and here's a pen and write this in this blank piece of paper. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. You know, I'm like, I'm totally teared up. And what he made me write is like, I Heather give myself full permission to fail. And I could barely write it. I'm like, you know, because we're taught at a very young age, I know for me, I'm not a millennial, I'm like the next generation, generation X before you guys, but we were taught, you know, not to fail. Like, don't fail first grade, can't go with your friend CC to second grade, on and on <laughs> it goes, right? Can't fail third grade, then you can't go for your friend Johnny to fourth grade, not, right. you know. So it goes forever. And then we're told in entrepreneurship or even in business, if you're working for company, go and fail, just go try, you know, without a handbook. And you're over there going, oh my God, right? How do I not fail? I'll not fail, not fail, not fail. And what you focus on expands. So you'll, you'll end up failing because the moment you give yourself permission to fail is when the when you give it's, it's in that moment, you give yourself permission to succeed. So that's what I learned when I was writing that. It's like, I had never given myself permission to fail. So when I'm sitting there completely broke, lost my house, foreclosure, lost everything, no money in the bank, I'm sitting there just massive failure. I realized in that moment, I never given myself permission to fail. So because of that, I never given myself permission to succeed. So because of that, all of this, with that said, I now can try anything because I've given myself permission to fail. I might try something and fail. Okay. No big deal. Or succeed. Uh, Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, I mean, sometimes a lot of people like don't even try first because they're like, well, if they have the the sense that they're not going to succeed, then why even bother with that? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, I've heard that before. It's hard for me to even conceptualize that. Because I mean, did we all succeed the first time we got on a bicycle? Probably not. You know, did we all succeed the first time we kissed somebody? Probably it sucked. I mean, you know, what I mean, like, I think human beings always suck the first time we do anything, right? And then it's through the repetition of whatever it is, that we become masterful or good or great, you know, at it. So, um, 
entrepreneurship, I know for myself, is a skill that comes with time. Doesn't come overnight, just like football. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't, you won't put the six-year-old on the football field with the cowboys and they'll get slaughtered. <laughs> you know, or even the high school. I, I remember it's a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of the particular um, player. I like football because it just makes sense. People understand it. And you're a Texan uh, girl too. Texan, yeah, I'm totally am. I'm a cowboy girl. So you know, don't be dissing my cowboys. Just saying. No, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> with this like high school person. He was, well, he was in high school. He was young. And then he went to college and they, they recruited him pretty young into the NFL. I don't remember the age. It was young though. And what's interesting about that, he was like, oh, the youngest person, whatever. And he wasn't, his body, you know, his senses, his body, his mechanics hadn't caught up yet to the NFL players. You know, you're, he might be really great at 18, but you put an 18 year old or 19 year old even if he's amazing on a freaking football field with 25 year olds and 30 year olds slamming you, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care how great you are. you you know, your body is not ready for that yet. There's a reason why we have college. And so I think sometimes people try to do that. They try to jump. They try to jump from high school, college, all the way to NFL. It's like, they're not ready. You know, their yeah. body's not ready. Their mind's not ready. Their mindset's not ready. Yeah, and and definitely like the journey helps with the destination. Oh yeah, the journey. The journey is the destination. That's the thing that I think people forget. Um, I find with the millennials, this is just my view, and not everyone, but that they just focus on the destination, not the journey. And believe it or not, if you focus on just the journey, there is no destination, and you realize that it's way more fun just to be on a journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And if you look at it that way, there's like so much emphasis at the end and there's so much happiness at the end when really the happiness is found through the journey. Correct. Correct. They say there's happiness at the end, but is there really, you know, (laughs) I don't know, you know, really there's never, if you look at it from a perspective of just constantly on a journey and learning, 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 learning and growing, expanding, growing, expanding, nowhere to get, it opens up a whole new world for yourself. There's nowhere to get because what's interesting about getting somewhere is the moment you're there, the next moment you're not. Right. Right. Definitely. No, that's how that goes. <laughs> well, I, I love to hear that you're an entrepreneur now. What is what you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur? So for me, entrepreneurship is about freedom, uh, freedom from not, um, well, freedom from a lot of stuff, but freedom for creating. I love creating. I feel like entrepreneurship is the art of creating because our job is to create a business out of nothing, right? Okay. Or out of an idea or create a product to sell to the masses or whatever. That's the, the creative piece. Uh, for me, I started entrepreneurship on accident. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because it's cool. <laughs> you know, which I don't like when people do that. Like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. You have an idea what you're doing? No, it just sounds cool, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I remember, in fact, here's a funny story. So I was on a date. This is years ago. Don't know the guy's name. Um, probably for a good thing. So we're on a date, first date. Don't even know how I met the guy. Someone set us up. And we're on this date. We're eating Italian. I find out that he's um, he's a professor of entrepreneurship at Oxford. Wow. Okay? Yeah, it sounds cool, right? For me, I'm like, oh, okay. I go, that's cool. That's awesome. I go, so tell me about your businesses that you've built or created or whatever. And his response is none. 
Wow. And I go, wait a minute. So you're teaching kids or, you know, college students how to be entrepreneurs, but you've never actually built a business at all or run one or anything. He's like, no, I just, you know, he's very like pompous. I taught the philosophy and I go, you know what? This date's done. I literally walked out. Good (laughs) for you. Because for me, it, how can you sit there and teach bad entrepreneurship and teach people who want to be entrepreneurs from a philosophy, from a book right, and never right. actually, have you ever written a paycheck to your employee and you don't even have money for yourself? Have you ever had to look at an employee and say, we can't cover your health care. We can't cover your kid's health care because we can't afford it as a company. Have you ever looked in the eyes of, a, of an employee and said that? No. Have you ever said, hey, we can't we can't no longer give you 40, 50 hours a week because the government just increased our taxes. We have to drop you to 20 hours. Have you had to write the check for that and look at someone? The answer is probably no. Then you don't know what it's like. Right. Then you don't really know what it's like to be an entrepreneur because that's what it's like. You deal with real human beings and employees and paychecks and all kinds of fun stuff and taxes and EPA and boards. I mean, it's not fun. You know what I mean? So. I think it's interesting that, you know, he was, I just, I left the date. I don't know his name. (laughs) And now he's a little famous. (laughs) He's famous. The poor guy from Oxford. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's why I think about entrepreneurship. It's really um, a huge responsibility, you know? Um, And it's, I think for me, it's the pulse of America. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, most people work for small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, you know for and hopefully in 2017 things will alter with Obamacare uh, and whatnot, and we'll move away from that and towards something else that's more affordable, because it is really hard as a small business owner to look at you know your employees and say, hey, we know you have a wife and kid, but we can't afford to pay for your help or even help you subsidize because it's so expensive. Yeah, right? I was just at home in California visiting um, my family, and I saw some friends from high school and her sisters could not afford health insurance. They don't make, they don't make enough. And I, I was really surprised because here in Massachusetts, it's very different. Um, but yeah, just to get kind of like a, a different story about what's really going on. Yeah, no, it's, well, yeah. And that's, that's what's, that's the challenge, um, you know, with today. And that's why the political scene is the way the political scene is, right? It's because small business owners are really upset that we can't, um, you know, we, we, we can't basically help our employees where we, where they, why they're being work why they're working, they're working right. so they can earn a, you know, earn a wage and provide for their family. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, honestly, entrepreneurship is fun. It is success. It is fun. It's, it's, it's a great experience as long as you're focused on what it's really about and what it's about is the journey. And it's also about, um, you know, building something, leaving a legacy. I love that. Now, yeah. um, with your book coming out, have yeah. you settled on the title yet? Or are you still working? I know you and I talked about this. Yeah. I would love for people to give me an idea. So the book is really about guesting, like how I share my story, how I get on people's podcasts, how I use it for a traffic source, right? So I've gone with a few things like the boss of guesting or uh, like a boss or the art of guesting. I don't know. I'm very open <laughs> to a title. For some reason, the title is not coming, but I wrote the book already. So we're in editing. I'm just 
sort of, you know, last yeah, thing. Yeah, all the hard work is done. I, uh, right I, now. I did mention it to my boyfriend. He came up with... Um, oh, what did he come up with? He came up with making the guest list. <gasps> that's adorable. I know. <laughs> so, so maybe that's like where we can start from. But I definitely want um, everyone who's listening to get yes. some feedback. Um, maybe we can help Heather out with getting a good title going. Um, Please. Yeah, definitely. I'm not good at the titles, you know, like, um, I'm not, for some reason there's like, I can create this amazing book or an article or product. And then I'm like stuck with the title. Like, uh, I don't know why it's one of the things like sexy boss came to me because a friend of mine were at in, in uh, Vegas <clears throat> having salad <laughs> for broccoli. <laughs> he just looks at me and he's like, you're like a sexy boss. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's it. Yeah. Light bulb. <laughs> Whatever that, okay, I'll write it down, write over our broccoli. And so he's like, what, what did I say? I'm like, you're just, that's the name of my book, you know? So, <laughs> um, and then I created a whole business around it, but it was accident. We're sitting there literally in Vegas over a salad. Love so it. Wow. that's how it comes, right? Making the guest list. Mm, I like that. Yes, what's the that might be a little clever. Oh, it's super clever. Yeah. Super clever. I'm I'm very open to that. Yep. Yeah, so if you where can they get a hold of you? Where can they email you? Or email me, it's fine. Where can they email you? Yep. So uh we I have a email for the podcast. It's um sincerely yours at writeme.com. Um and then usually I just ask you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at sincerely CCD. And then where can people find you? So they can find me at heatherhavenwood.com. And if they want to email me a name, I mean, I, I, I would rather you email CC, right? Yeah. But if you want to CC me in the CC, <laughs> um, you can email us at media at sexybossinc.com, sexybossinc.com, media at. So, uh, yeah, heatherhavenwood.com is my main site. Sexybossinc.com is really my book site for the Sexy Boss book. Um, and, yeah, that's how you can find me. And if you're interested in just having a conversation with me, I, I just love what you're creating, Cece, with oh, the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of different, a different podcast, but. Yeah, I mean, I think po here's how I share what podcasts are, right? Is podcasts, I feel, is you and I having a cocktail. It's like night out right now, so I'm thinking of like a wine, right? So yeah. um, think we're having a glass of wine and we're just we're having a conversation. You know what I mean? We're yeah. just chatting. And we're getting to know each other and other people get to listen in. That's, that's podcasting. The difference between that and let's say if you're at a speaking engagement, right? And there's a bunch of people, they're staring at me right? <laughs> uh, on stage. I'm presenting at them, right? I'm presenting at them to them, like a teacher or educator. I'm like speaking at them. It's a very different kind of feel because they're, they're sitting there. Mm -hmm. And then speaking to them or at them or sometimes, it, sometimes it feels like it's down to them. Right. Yeah. And I don't like that. Um, with podcasting, it's really more just a conversation. It's really just you and I having a conversation and you asking some questions and I'm sharing my stories and people get to listen in. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is very inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. yeah that's a great, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very well, Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. I very much appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Absolutely.